Hello, everybody. Welcome. We've already recorded on the live stream, but now we are recording the podcast. Yeah. It's a rotted bit. Woohoo. Yeah. Um, I'm Ashley. I'm Michael. And again, this is about a dog podcast. Yes, but the mini episode where I actually get to be a part of a raw tidbit again. Yay! Um, <laughs> you always record them without me. It's so mean. I don't. The past ones you've been so, a part of. So mean. Record them so again, you can find us on Twitter at about a dog one. Instagram uh, at about a dog pod. You can email us about a dog pod at gmail.com. And on Facebook, just about a dog. And you'll find us there. Job done. Job done. Um, today, we're going to go over... <laughs> Neat. Neat. Okay. Neat. Thanks, Sam. <laughs> Neat. <laughs> Neat. I'm just, I'm just making like oh. all kinds of fun. Neat. All right. So we're going to be... You're red. I know. You're <laughs> being an ass. Oh, I am not an ass. So we're going to be going over a couple of things. Um... First off, we're going to talk about our shirts. Yes. Um, we got these both. Um, she got these, hers in Florida. I got mine, I think. Yeah, actually, we both, both got them in Florida. Florida. Yeah. So, this is for um, our dog, Celine, uh, who also is the, the green side of the ex-dog vest here that Ashley is um, customizing. Yeah, I'm working on the customization of that bad boy right now. My shirt says, Virginia is for diving dogs. Yep. And That's what Celine is. Mine is just the 2017 National Championship shirt. Which all competitors have. On the back of Ashley's shirt is actually the word competitor. So you can be a competitor. Right there on the back right there. Um, kind of very much male Vanna White that, but that's okay. So the reason why we're wearing these is because Celine... Of the reason that you want to do the raw tidbit. Well, no, not really. Partially. Partially, but not really. It is the inspiration. It's Genesis. So Celine competed at... Her first duck diving trial of the year last April weekend. April 27th. 27th. It was a Saturday and Actually, it rained out. 26th. <sighs> that email. I now look like an asshole. It's okay. Whatevs. We usually compete on a Saturday, but oh. this one day, was a, it was a Friday. <laughs> no, it was. Oh, Jesus. I said Saturday. <sighs> Don't worry about it. We're not going to get sponsorship because I'm an idiot. <laughs> sometimes don't worry about it okay I so will. um again we're live neat <laughs> jesus i wanted to thank sam for that <laughs> so celine did not do as well as we had hoped well tell the whole story because to be honest with you, we got there it was sunshine it was yeah. happy days and we were somewhat networking not very much because i was being very antisocial on that day for some reason i don't know why um, and then the bottom dropped out. We were nice enough to hang out in, um... Renee's tent. Renee, thank you very much for that, by the way. Yeah. Um, and... And when we mean the bottom fell out, I don't it know... It literally was raining buckets. Because, I mean, I'm from the Virginia Beach area, and mm. I'm used to those kind of storms, but yeah. when those Virginia Beach storms get kicked up... Yeah. Oh, holy crap. I've never been outside in one of those. But it, it was, was fun. It, it was, was it was a nice way to get together and basically be cold and wet, to be honest yeah. with you. Um, after that, eventually, Celine did. Um, we, she she was begrudgingly she, doing it the first, I think, she two. She time-faulted the first two times. She yeah. didn't jump. She didn't jump at all, yeah. And then I was like, well, let me just see what she'll do if she starts looking for me. Okay, so 
the dock is, I, f- I think we've described this before, yeah. how long it is. Mm-hmm. How, many, how many feet? It's 40? 40 30 feet, or 40 feet. 30 or 40 feet. So I'm up on the dock with Celine. Ashley, because there's the dock and then there's this really big portable pool that they set up, mm-hmm. which ducks for some reason like to land in. So there we are. Ashley's on the other end of the pool. I'm up there on the dock with Celine. I show Celine that Mommy's over there. Mm-hmm. And eventually she got it in her head, oh, maybe I should go see Mommy, which is what she wanted to do in the first place, and she did it. She finally did jump and got like nine feet. Nine feet from a standstill, which yeah. considering how she was during the day, I will take it. All day. And luckily we got her jumps in, packed up our stuff, it <laughs> hit the road before another downpour hit. Oh, you can actually can attest to this. I was ready to go. Oh yeah, he had already, he was ready to go, and I was... Um, well, that's what happens when you park illegally. <laughs> you don't want to, you know, it's, it's, we gotta uh, go, we gotta, uh, you didn't know that, did you? I was no. parked in front of a business, because the way they had it, it's in the, um, Carolot, like, the warehouse area. warehouse, yeah. And there's other businesses in there, mm-hmm. and they had us park behind the other businesses, and I just, look, when in doubt, know your way out, one of the rules, right? So I basically took the car, packed up what I could. Pulled up front of one of these businesses, walked towards where you were set up. Is like, all right, we gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> and then you were like, okay, we got our jumps in. It's like, okay, do we need to get anything? No, let's go. And we left from there, and the bottom fell out again. Yeah. So yeah. So one thing I'm gonna do. Nope, she's messing with her phone again, folks. For those of you not watching on the live stream, I'm you know describing I'm, what's going on audioly. I'm sharing it on my. Thingamajigget on top of our... On Facebook, you mean? Yeah. You're repairing it on your Facebook page? On my Facebook thingamajigget. So, um... Not fun you sharing things on your face. Anyway. (laughs) Next thing that we we did was, um... We celebrate a wonderful holiday every May 1st called National Purebred Dog Day. Oh, yeah, you did do that. I went to work. Yeah, he had to work. Um, (laughs) I went to work that day. Mandy and I had a lot of fun doing photos and photo shoots because that's one thing about National Purebred Dog Days. They have photo contests for various different things where... Create, like, um, take a picture that would be considered to be your dog's Tinder profile. Yeah, so it's various different contests based Mm -hmm. on what the sponsors have, and the sponsors have a lot of play with that. Yeah. And um, the whole point of it is to promote groundswell on the day. And the photos are supposed to have been created on that day. Day of. Yeah, Yeah. the day of. Not six months ago or anything like that. There's supposed to... No stock footage that you may have previously or anything like Mm -mm. that. And it's supposed to be created... There's a sign that says, I heart purebred dogs. You can make it yourself. Right. Or you can print out one of the official ones, but it has to be in there. You can't Photoshop it in. Mm -mm. It's supposed to be minimal Photoshop, all that stuff. Yeah. And then you post the photos and the judges judge whatever. Hmm. I don't know if I like this one. Let's move on to this one then. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. Uh, So far, we have lost every single one. Right. And to be completely and totally frank... Kudos to everybody who oh, has yeah. won. Big time. Honestly, because, I mean, it we've all... an achievement. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all about showing your creativity with your dog. It goes back to everything we talk about in regards to the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's all about showmanship and being yeah. good sports and everything like that. And um, one thing that kind of got me thinking about it is... And what we're going to talk about <laughs> is... Something went down the wrong way. Keep going. Okay. Is representation and why it's so important and why we do what we do with the podcast and why do we make a point 
to focus on a popular AKC fully recognized breed mm -hmm. and then focus on a rare breed. We give equal play. Well, I mean, we've discussed in the podcast previously in regards to how much of an uphill fight it can mm -hmm. be for someone such as ourselves. Oh, yeah. Who is in foundation stock. Mm -hmm. And to let the public know about it is, as I said, it's an uphill struggle because they don't. we don't have like the backing mm -hmm. of this ginormous machine mm -hmm. that is the AKC. Well, and it's... Or, you know, any yeah, we, giant Oz. The, the big thing is, is with any rare breed, to get any sort of representation, and I do mean anything from a t-shirt to a mm -hmm. pair of socks yeah. to something in your house that says, I heart my blank dog breed... And it's a rare breed. Mm -hmm. Nine times out of ten, we either have to order our stuff from Europe, mm -hmm. or we have to get it custom made. Didn't you at one point have a? Um, I forget what particular website it was, but I actually bought you a couple shirts that you designed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, uh, um, one of them was uh, "Don't call him a beagle," I believe. Yeah, but I mean that's it. That's another thing of. Have the, to be custom made. And I forget the website. It's we Cafe have. Press. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. But it's done through the Hamilton Stovar Club of Club America, America. Yeah, yeah, where yeah. all proceeds benefit, benefit the, the club, club yeah. because it is extraordinarily expensive to put on a club and run a club website, mm -hmm. um, go to various different events and do publicity and all of that. Mm -hmm. It's very, very, very expensive. Right. And those of us that have rare breeds. When I say we have to work two to three times as hard to get less than half of the same representation, yeah. I definitely mean it. And what and what I mean by that is you're looking at maybe, in some of these rare breeds, you're looking at maybe five or six people mm -hmm. that are responsible for conducting the image and being ambassadors for the club in the entire country. Well... Uh just goes back to something I've mentioned on the podcast previously about how I can't be too much of an asshole or anything mm -hmm. while I'm out there because I'm part of, you know, the Hamilton Stovar Club of America, so I can't exactly show my ass. I have to be an ambassador for the breed and behave myself. Anything that is negative that I do reflects poorly on you and the club mm -hmm. as a whole, so I can't do that. Yeah, and the whole thing Not that is... I would, but still... You know, we get countless invitations to go to various different clubs, and I got an invitation recently to go up to Connecticut, we got an invitation to go to Oregon, we got an invitation to go to Houston, all to do Meet the Breed stuff. All I hear every time you mention a location is, is money. I just, I just hear the sound of money exploding, yeah. honestly. We, money that we don't have yeah. just exploding. Yeah. I mean, we can only do so much. Yeah. And because we're a rare breed, we can't be everywhere at once. Mm. There are so many things that I wish we could go to. If money were no object, I'm fairly certain we would probably be on the road, going to these locations, campaigning. Every single weekend. Everything we or can. As, yeah. as often as possible. Right. But the thing is, we can't do that and still yeah, maintain our sanity. Yeah, the metal load code doesn't work yet. And can't do that. The, the whole thing is, with representation, I've had so many, you know, various different things with getting pens made, custom, 
getting um, drawings made, mm-hmm. custom. Yeah. Getting various different things custom made and asking for people to do things custom made. Like, yeah. we had um, decals made for our old vehicles. Unfortunately... The vehicles have been destroyed. Yeah. The vehicles were totaled. And the decals, the person who is making those decals isn't making them anymore or what have you. I don't know. Not exactly certain what the situation is. Don't know what the situation is. But but the whole thing is, is... They're inaccessible to us at this time. Exactly. So we have to rely on the kindness of others to Mm -hmm. make custom things for us. Right. And of course, we're not saying, hey, can you give us custom made things? Oh, no, 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 no. We're also paying the custom made price. We're paying various different fees that are above and beyond to get things. Like, to have a custom-made drawing of a dog is usually, depending on where you get one from, starts at $65. It's this one right here. Yeah, we're going to have to take pictures of this. Yeah, we'll take pictures of it. It's actually done, um, when when it was done, the artist was 16 years old. She's amazing. Her name's Emma. Check her stuff out. She's out on Etsy. And that's one thing that I like to promote is every single artist, every single person that we have contracted with and done custom work with, we will give shout outs endlessly. Mandy, who does our our logo Logo. for the show. Yeah. um, I cannot stress enough. She helps out at shows. She Mm -hmm. does our artwork. She is very diligent, very... She's easy a, going and, and very helpful. Yeah, and she's which, a huge fan of the breed. She's been by the house. We still haven't given her those clothes. I know. We oh, my God. That. You completely forgot. Um, she was here last Wednesday. And then so, there's that one. Well, that we've we've had to go to very... We've had to contract with professional photographers to oh, get okay. yeah. um, photographs made. Mm-hmm. Um Sometimes at show sites and various different places. Because I remember we were at an event. And somebody, you had taken a picture of both of them. I don't think it was together, was it? They had to actually put them together? No, that no, that was together. Really? Oh, yeah. It was like, and they were only maybe six or seven months old at the time. Wow. It, it was like... With their attention spans, Jesus Christ. It, we've got... Well, <laughs> need to share a photo, picture of that. Yeah, now. we have a photo of both Raven and Raven Celine. Raven and Celine, yeah. And it was like wrangling cats. Mm-hmm. Speaking to get of, them together. One is currently underneath the stool for our live stream. stream yeah. So we'll, I'll be keeping an eye on Eleven there. Um, but I mean, this is the kind of thing that I'm talking about in terms of representation that mm. makes it so much harder. Yeah. There has yet to be a Hamilton Stogart in popular media, meaning um, TV yeah, or movies. Can. It hasn't happened. And it's not from lack of trying. We've Ashley tried. Ashley has tried to reach out to... There are several movie productions in yeah. the Richmond, Virginia area, mm-hmm. and even down in Atlanta. I mean, there's tons of productions going on in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And every single time that a call has gone out through various different animal acting agencies, I've been the first up there, and nothing. I got close once, and... No, it didn't happen. It, it, it fell through, yeah. But the whole thing is... Most of the time, people don't even realize that these breeds exist because we have no representation. And when I mean no representation, it is so... There is... I'm going to give the example of 
the movie Cats and Dogs. It came out almost 20 years ago now. Keep going. I'll You're going to keep going? Yeah. No, you keep going. You so, research it. This movie basically was talked about this whole supposed no. war and thing between cats and dogs, but it had a lot of purebred dogs in it. It had some more popular breeds like beagles, but it also had a relatively rare breed called an Anatolian Shepherd in it. And you're talking about the Janine Garofalo film, correct? Uh, With Uma Thurman, Truth About Cats and Dogs? No. no? It's just called Cats and Dogs. Oh, because that movie was 96. Um, Talk about the movie that was has the dog voiced by Tobey Maguire. Yes. Ain't. So it had this breed called an, an Anatolian Shepherd. Cats and Dogs was released in 2001. Yeah, so almost so 20 about, years ago. Yeah, 18, 19 18 years ago? 18, 19, whatever. And the Anatolian Shepherd was not very popular at that time. Well, I mean, the same can be said for, and forgive me, the breed escapes me, but the dog from Turner and Hooch. Yeah, the dog de Bordeaux. Yeah. Um, it, same is true for that German Shepherd and that one dog, that one movie that came out recently uh, about a couple years ago. I can't remember what it was. Crap. I don't know. My point is, when they make a movie okay. featuring a specific dog, that creates groundswell for that particular dog. I remember Sinbad had a joke um, about he wanted a Rottweiler because mm-hmm. it was featured in the film The, o- the Omen. Mm-hmm. That just proves the point. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's the whole 101 Dalmatians effect. Beethoven mm. and my friend Jen, who has um, Berger Picards, mm. she does not like the comparison of the Because of Winn-Dixie dog. Ah, but that's yeah, where a lot yeah. of people, unfortunately, saw the breed. Yeah. But don't... It's a catch-22. Mm-hmm. It's great groundswell and representation for the breed. However... It also gets those that want to have, can I have this dog for my child's birthday or Ch- Christmas? Or it's also, I saw this dog in this movie. I like the way it looks. I really don't care. Just give it to me now. Mm-hmm. And that's not appropriate. We're all about research and education. Do your homework. We always say it. So I still would like to see a Hamilton in front in the media on a TV show or in a movie or what have you. Well, I mean, let's face it. I mean, we talk about this type of breed all the time mm-hmm. okay i have seen and been around quite possibly the dumbest dogs that lack any particular personality mm-hmm. these are the complete and total opposite oh yeah i mean if i'm gonna go ahead and pitch this i'm gonna fucking pitch it okay because alice mm-hmm. is by far the greatest dog ever whenever i was sick you told her mm-hmm. to stay and take care of me you went out to work Mm-hmm. She followed me nonstop the whole day mm-hmm. and was taking care of me and was a little nursey. Mm-hmm. And vice versa. Yeah. What do you mean? Meaning that... I would take care of her? No, meaning if I was sick. Oh. And she definitely has a personality. Mm-hmm. Tell the story about... Wait, you've already told the story, haven't you? About um, $200 worth of damage. Yeah. Um, was alone. But I'd only had her for less than two weeks. She'd still attached to you. Yes, but... The whole thing is, is this this breed, the way that it looks, the way that it behaves, it would be perfect to be in front of a camera. They are just, they have their own mind. I have never in my life experienced a dog that, I mean, has 
their own opinion on things will actually tell you mm-hmm. their opinion. Don't get me wrong. Penny and Kemper, they have their own personality, but Amy's are on a whole other level. Mm-hmm. It is just, I mean, just I, take it from someone who actually has only been in the breed for like what? How long have we been together? Mm-hmm. Nearly 10 years? Nearly 8 years. It'll be 8 years in, a, in about a week and a half. I'll take 10 years. Anyway, uh, it's 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 a decade. I like that better. But anyway, that's my point. I mean, Rolo is such a goofy boy. I mean, he's he's dopey, he's silly, but at the same time, he can be very very passionate and caring. I mean, I've seen him do it. Mm-hmm. We saw Avengers Endgame, and he was there. And at one, was he watching the movie at one point? Yes, he was. <laughs> he was watching the movie when he realized that I was at a state that he didn't have to truly work. Right. He was like, fine, I'll watch the movie. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Rollo was watching Avengers Endgame. Um, let me think. Celine. Oh, God. She just will get into anything and will do anything to get it. I mean, just this evening, believe mm-hmm. it or not, you left those really smelly um, bone things. I don't know what the hell Oh, the those. cow hooves? The cow hooves. When you were like, I can't get into the freezer. You're moving all these things off of the top of the freezer. You put the hooves mm-hmm. on top of the tack box, the metal Oops. box we take to shows, which is sitting on the floor of the muckroom. So naturally, Celine, ooh, num-noms, and just dives her head in, right? So I'm getting Celine, right? And then Raven comes in, ooh, nom, she goes after it too. Mm-hmm. This is just them. They are intelligent. They will figure things out. Yeah, but I mean, it, it also harkens back to this whole notion of representation. Mm. When we go out, no matter what, no matter how often, no matter how it happens, we can almost bet on the fact that someone is going to say, oh, what a cute beagle. And... No. It didn't happen when we saw Avengers. No, it didn't happen when we saw Avengers, but mm-hmm. but that was with Ro. We re- we get it sometimes with Ro, but we get it a lot more often with... With the smaller dogs. With Raven, Celine, and Alice. But with Rolo, we don't because obviously he's Gigundo, and he's a big, big boy. Yeah, he is. But we usually get the Beagle references all the time when we took Alice to uh, Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Mm. We got it a lot. Props. Oh yeah, Props. to the people that work there. They're amazing. Pure, point blank, and simple. One guy, um, he was in front of the night bus, mm-hmm. and Ashley and I were standing in line, being very patient. And I filmed this, and this guy just did not miss a beat, did not say anything about the dog, just immediately, automatically assumed that it was a wizard in a different form. Yeah, he automatically <laughs> was like, he didn't. He was obviously trained for this, and it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it to was watch. like, oh my god, is this an animagus? What or what did what did you? What did this person do to deserve to get turned into a dog? <laughs> and it was amazing. It was really great. But that sort of stuff, it warms our heart. Yeah. And But then it also turns into an earth-shattering one when we go to certain places and people are like, oh my God, that's a beagle? No. Well, we can almost, we could probably, if we charged people $10 every time they called our dog a beagle... We could probably afford to campaign our dogs for a while. Yeah, or we could pay off the house. We could do all this stuff. And that... Yes, I'm looking at an insect in our kitchen. But the, my whole thing is, is I, if there was more ref, representation, mm-hmm. I think that would go down. Mm. I think that people would be aware that there are more breeds other than a beagle that are tricolor. Yeah. And it, it's it's one of those... 
<laughs> wonderful things where... Good girl, Eleven. Westminster does this thing when a supposed new breed becomes eligible for Westminster. Yeah. They do a lot of pomp and circumstance and fanfare for them. Right. But... This is a new breed here at Westminster. Oh, but that's only half of it. What no, they do, still, like, that's, what, that's what he says every time. Yeah, that's what he says like during the competition. But leading up to it, they get to ring in the bell at NASDAQ. They mm. get to do press junkets. Mm. They get to do go on the Today Show, Good Morning America, all of this stuff. Mm. But what they don't tell you is that Westminster has the opportunity mm. to host something called an FSS Open Show. If they hosted one of those events, they would get over a hundred more entries of rare breeds and would get there and the pageantry would be amazing because rare breeds would come out in full force. We want that representation. And I've asked for it. AKC, you need to listen and listen well right now. There are people like Ashley who dream of actually walking on the floor there at Madison Square Garden mm-hmm. to compete. That's that's all they want. Yep. Winning is just a side effect. Mm-hmm. To actually be there in the presence of everyone else who's ever been on there, be it basketball teams, dog shows, it doesn't matter. But the ability to actually be on the floor to compete at Westminster is... With a dog that they're passionate about. It is better than the World Series, the World Cup, the Kentucky Derby, you name it, combined, and it, it doesn't even compare. Mm-hmm. That's all that these people want, and you are foolish to not give it to them. Uh, go ahead and at me if you want, AKC, but you're screwing up. Because, I mean, what a lot of the general public doesn't know is that AKC most definitely has the ability to include every single rare breed possible they have the ability to include or to be the inclusive yeah to club. In, yeah to include every single fci breed Mm-mm. but they don't Mm-mm. you want to know who does ukc oh okay ukc is way more inclusive yeah. than the akc and it could be easily done mm-hmm. akc if they just accepted every single fci breed or and or mandated that every single all-breed show is required to host Foundation Stock Open shows every single year mm-hmm. with their open with their regular shows, or yeah. make it a, a mandatory class yeah. at every single show. Then I honestly think you will see participation in rare breeds go up mm-hmm. you would see so many more things go up because right now and i've preached on this before yeah we are in a rut mm-hmm. the hamilton stovar club and a lot of fci breeds especially the ones that are in that are recognized and popular in europe but not very popular outside of europe we're in a rut because the european clubs and the european dog owners do not understand why their dogs are not why they can't bring their dogs over to compete in at AKC Nationals right. or Westminster. Right. They want to. They are desperate to do so. But they can't. But they can't. If they allowed all FCI breeds to compete on equal footing with the AKC registered breeds, 
if they all of a sudden was like, okay, all FCI all briefs, inclusive, all inclusive, and they switched it to the ten group structure of FCI, I guarantee you, you would see a huge, huge number of people traveling in between countries, going back and forth, mm. being able to compete with one another, and you would actually see the sport of purebred dogs improve dramatically. If, and the thing is, you would never know that unless you had a rare breed. Here's here's what's funny though. Let's let's go ahead and sweeten the pot for them even more because this is definitely beneficial, but you know what it is that it all boils down it's to. It's money. Exactly. All these people coming in to do exactly what you indicated mm-hmm. will also pay yep. and are willing to pay big to time do revenue this. exactly so it's i mean a, honestly this is a win-win situation it's a big time revenue booster for the akc because it creates then, groundswell for the akc yeah they can consider themselves to be the all-inclusive club now mm-hmm. and unlike the ukc they can say that they do this yeah and honestly, I don't see any lack of benefit from yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's really it would be a huge image change for the AKC where... Technically, it's an open idea. You want to do it UKC? Up to you. Well, no. UKC can't do it. Really? Why? Because of their rules? Well, because the way that the FCI works, UKC already recognizes all FCI breeds. So they're okay. already inclusive. Okay. But the UKC can never be the recognized club mm. of the U.S. because they're a year younger than the AKC. The AKC. Okay, so, so it has to be the AKC. I, I tried. To, yeah, it has to I really to be. tried. Yeah. So w- with the AKC, they would really benefit tremendously because they're already seeing judges for World Dog Show, Euro... Um, Crufts and many, many, many others are U.S. judges. They're mm-hmm. already traveling. Yeah. And we're getting judges from overseas for our big shows, too. You would see that way more often. Not to mention you'd be seeing more often people compete. And the more groundswell you create, mm-hmm. maybe this will also draw interest for new individuals mm-hmm. and inject some new blood into this sport. Yeah, because when... We when Hamiltons are imported into the U.S., mm-hmm. there's about two or three Hamiltons imported into the U.S. every single year. Mm-hmm. But we're the only ones showing. Yeah, and the main reason why is because the people who are importing Hamiltons into the U.S. are pet owners who have never shown a dog in their life, right. and the breeders of those dogs. Have never shown over here. Or are trying to hunt. No. No? Mm-mm. You don't think they're, 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 no. they're importing the dogs to hunt? No. The ones that have been brought over that I know of. Okay. They are being brought over from bloodlines that are show bloodlines. So they could very easily transition into showing. Mm-hmm. But because... There's the whole fanfare thing where they think, oh, well, Hamilton's can't compete at Nationals. Hamilton's can't compete at Westminster. So why am I going to get my hopes up? There's that. And the whole thing is, is the way that the AKC structure is now, it makes it so that rare breeds now have to work 10 times harder than rare breeds did in the 1980s. Rare breeds in the 1980s or before, all they had to do was show up 
with a new breed and automatically they were recognized by the American Kennel Club. They had no other work that needed to be done, no nothing. So all of this, you know, the arguments that I get from people, they're like, oh, well, what about judges' education? Okay. What about the breeds that came over in the 1960s or 70s? There wasn't any judges' education. That they begs just... the question, what changed? The whole... I'm not sure what changed. Okay. Something internally with the AKC yeah. changed? So, yeah, something changed. It suddenly became a numbers game? Yeah, and it's that's all it is now, is a numbers and money game with the AKC. Because there have been several breeds that basically bypassed this weight game hmm. that a lot of the European, specifically European, hmm. rare breeds have to deal with because they just said, oh, we can promise you several hundred or thousand registries overnight. Mm -hmm. And when they do that, the AKC is like, oh, okay, here you go. Here's your full that's, recognition in a that, year. That, that explains it, yeah. Because that's it's a numbers type deal. It's a, it's a numbers and money game. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's, that's discouraging for rare breed owners because then we're like, well, we're doing the best that we can. Right. We're only doing what we can do. Which is like a week... Yeah, like meet the breeds and stuff. Yeah, and... There's an open show. When we register our dogs with the AKC, and we expect some feedback. We expect them to come in and be like, Hey, we love you guys. We love rare breeds. Come on. Let's take you in and, and do some media with you guys. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen at all. We never get it. Mm -mm. And the only time that it does happen is when they get moved up to full. And then it's this magical thing of, oh, these new breeds. But in we actual, have the, we have the full backing of the AKC. When in fact, all we have now is like Rolo's mug all over the National Purebred Dog Day yeah. video. But the whole thing is, most of these breeds, when it says, oh, these are new breeds, they're not. They're not. They are not. They mm -hmm. have been around for hundreds of years, and in many cases, they are older. Yeah than breeds that have been in the U.S. At, like, a lot of the European hounds mm -hmm. are older than the coon hounds. Right. But yet, the coon hounds get everything thrown at them. Why? Numbers game. Yeah. So, it's, it's this whole idea of representation that turns into a very frustrated battle for rare breed people. I think I see what the reason is, and it is it is essentially money. It's money. All it's it, money. That's what it all boils down yeah. to. It's simple, you know, arithmetic. But it turn. But if they were more inclusive and opened mm -hmm. it up fully, yeah, like how they do in Europe, yeah, then they would see more money coming in. As they opposed, could be as big yeah. as Crufts if they wanted to, or bigger. Yeah, if they really put forth the effort and became all. This is a shots fired episode of the AKC, if you well, think but, about it. Yeah. But, but even still, Crufts yeah. is not all-inclusive. Oh, yeah? No. Crufts is not all-inclusive. It is limited to the Kennel Club mm. in the UK. Right. What they recognize. Mm. But then if you look at World Dog Show or the Euro, yeah. those shows draw in thousands Across several different across several days. Yeah. And AKC could be having some of that revenue. Yeah. 
But if they would just recognize every single FCI breed Mm -hmm. and then have the American developed breeds do the tough work. Mm. Or, better yet, how about if we want to be fair and equal, all of the AKC recognized breeds that are fully recognized right now, if they cannot meet the same exact requirements that they are putting through the FSS breeds, then then they they get taken down. Wow. Period. Wow. Period. Because that's, that's it's not, shots fired in general. Well, because it's not fair. Yeah. It's really not fair when you've got some of these newer breeds that are coming along, and mm. then they get the re- they get the numbers that they need, and then they just their clubs fall to bits. All of this stuff. They have so much infighting that then the breed just goes to tatters. Mm. Then. What was it's, the whole it, point? It's, it's almost not worth the effort. Yeah. Or then you've got breeds that have been around for hundreds of years, mm-hmm. but they're only registering maybe 10 to 15 dogs a year. I think... It's it's not a fair exchange here. What they're asking and expecting of rare breeds so that we can get a piece of this representation thing mm-hmm. versus some of the breeds that are on the lower end of the of the popularity scale in AKC... There's no way in hell mm-hmm. that they would be able to do the requirements that they're asking of FSS breeds year in, year out. Year out yeah. No way. Yeah. I mean, because they, based on what you're describing, it sounds as if what they're doing is they're getting the numbers by any means necessary, mm-hmm. but they don't have any anyone actually in command of this to yep. actually put it together, and it just falls to bits. Honestly, I think the best way to start is exactly like you indicated. For Westminster, have it be, have an open mm-hmm. section mm-hmm. where anyone that is FSS recognized is qualified automatically. Yep. And can compete mm-hmm. right there on the carpet, down in the big show mm-hmm. at Westminster at Madison Square Garden. I they think could that's, do it. They, could, they it could, could easily do that. Oh, yeah. It could easily be done like, and I'm perfectly fine with it being. On Monday, mm-hmm. they extend the broadcast. It airs on Monday, mm-hmm. just like what they do on Tuesday for Junior Showmanship Finals. Yeah, do the same damn thing. Yeah, I mean you're already web streaming from yeah the whole thing anyway. I mean yeah, just extend the broadcast. I mean Fox has got you guys by the balls anyway. <laughs> you know I made a point not to swear, and then you pull that shit. I do. <laughs> Now on FS1. What the hell they do? Make them sign an unbreakable vow or some shit? <laughs> Sounds like it in some of the commentary. <laughs> what the, it happy? was better this year. They we're not happy or something? It's like, we no, have to do this shit. Give me my whiskey. No, the, um, the commentation <laughs> and the commentators year before <laughs> was bordering on insulting the sport. So. Jesus. But we might as well wrap it up. If we must, um, this has been my, you, my ramble. Yeah, on... you have been you've been you know. Let's take the soapbox out from underneath you. You're done. Yeah, my ramble on representation because I could go on and on and on, and I think every single FSS person could do it too. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, Feel free to pile on in the comments, by the way, if you yeah, want. Yeah, go for have, it. Have fun with that. And I mean, even it was said at one of the FSS shows in Orlando uh, last year. What's that? Hey, AKC, look, here's 100 entries. Why don't you mandate an FSS class at every single, 
all breed show, and I wasn't the one that said that. It wasn't we, me. We it know was, who said it. We know who said it. We're not saying who said it, it but Ashley's a, just repeating it yeah. and quoting it. Yep. And it was said... And pointing at the camera that's live streaming right now. Yep. <laughs> and all the people ringside clapped. Let's put it that way. Oh, were, I remember this Yeah, moment. there were a few cheers, too. I remember this. I was even clapping at this Yeah. Point. And you know what? That moment? Mm-hmm. That was neat. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sam, see what you did to this. <laughs> I've been waiting to work that back in. All right. <laughs> so, again, you can find us. Oh, here we go. Um, Twitter, at aboutadog1. Instagram, at aboutadogpod. Email us. Go ahead. At us, AKC. Aboutadogpod at gmail.com. And on Facebook. Yes, about a dog. And thank you so much for listening. Yeah, we appreciate it. Um, please go ahead, like. Review, Rate, subscribe. Yeah, all that stuff. Soup to nuts, because, I mean, honestly, we do this as fun, but every like is like a boost to our own personal self-esteem that we really need. It would be absolutely fantastic. It would be positive. Positivity is always a good thing. It's yeah. rare in this day and age. Yeah, I mean, considering, yeah. like, a lot of people on the internet are just trolls anyway. Oh, yeah. So uh, you let, have let's... no idea how many times I've seen people, like, trash, like, certain moments in Avengers Endgame, and I'm like, dude... Get the yeah. stick out of your ass. Let, let's let's just be cool. Let's be nice yeah. and give each other positive feedback. Like, go hug your dog. Yeah, please go hug your dog. Yeah, they love you. Oh yeah.